Are you interested in bringing communities together? Are you interested in bridging cultural and communication gaps? Are you interested in podcasting? We want to help build a better world through better understanding of one another. And we want to amplify your voice in the conversation. So bring your ideas and voice to the Venn Network. We will help you bring your voice to the world. Two Iraqis came here to this country, were radicalized. For that terror attack overseas. Total and complete shutdown. Assalamu alaikum, ladies and gentlemen. Assalamu alaikum, boys and girls. Welcome once again to Tuesday evening because it is Tuesday evening and it is Tuesday evening on the East Coast and it is Tuesday evening in uh, Texas and it is Tuesday evening pretty much wherever you're watching this unless you're like really far overseas and then it's probably like Wednesday morning maybe. I don't know. But anyway... Assalamu alaikum, Ramadan Mubarak, Ramadan Karim. Assalamu alaikum, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is time once again for everybody's favorite uh, uh, recorded live podcast, Raw Islam, with the hardest working imam that I know, Imam Azhar. Assalamu alaikum, Ramadan Karim, Ramadan Mubarak. A happy and blessed Ramadan to you, your friends, your families. Uh, to all the Muslims out there, and uh, a word of advice to all the non-Muslims out there, uh, do not feel scared uh, by greeting your Muslim friends by saying Ramadan Mubarak or Happy Ramadan. We welcome you all on this special episode that we are doing in the month of Ramadan. Uh, We are going to be continuing throughout this blessed month, and we may be keeping uh, it a bit shorter than usual. And for sure, we will be uh, planning to change the time a bit to accommodate the fasting times uh, for both those who are in the East Coast, i.e. Carl, and those who are in Central, i.e. myself. But without further ado, in this nice and uh, beautiful month of Ramadan, uh, where we are, we are, we are, di- we're diving into the mercy of God. We are diving into the forgiveness of Allah. And we are trekking the path to emancipation from the hellfire. Every moment of this month is a blessing. Every second is valuable. And without further ado, I want Carl to tell us what the topic was that you, our listeners, selected this week. So, Brother Carl? Uh, whoops, hold on. I don't. There it goes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us once again this evening. Now, uh, as some of you may or may not know, uh, we are on Twitter. Our handle is Ven Network, V E N N V E N N N E T W O R K. You're going to have to forgive me because. Uh, not only do I have Ramadan brain, but uh, it's like 90 degrees outside here in D.C., and I don't have any fans, and I don't have A.C., and I am, like, literally just cooking alive at this point. So forgive me for all of that. But so if you go to Twitter and you look for our handle, B-E-N-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K, every Monday evening we post a poll. And what is that poll? What does that poll do? What is the purpose of that poll? It's so you can poll vault. No, wrong. It is so you can control the topics of the evening shows. It is so that these shows are geared to talk to you guys about what you want to talk about because we have lots of ideas and we have lots of things that we'd like to talk about. 
But what interests you? What do you want to talk about? And that's what the point of this poll is. And uh, I've actually got to pull it up because it is too small for me to read over there. So just one second, boys and girls. Sorry about that. I don't know why that, that I didn't think of that beforehand because I do it like every week. It's just such small print and I'm old, so I can't. But we forgive you for that. Brother. Why thank you forgive me for being old? Thank you. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this week we, here it is, pull that up, boom. All right, here's the poll right here. Ta-da! So this week, ladies and gentlemen, our options were uh, charity in the real world, how was your first fast, Ramadan in Gaza, and what's on your iftar plate? And this week, as you can see by the poll in front of you, we had a split tie, 40-40, with how was your first fast, and What's on your iftar plate? So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we will turn it back over to Imam Azhar so we can ask him, oh, but wait, you're in Texas. It's not Makrib there yet. So how about what's going to be on your iftar plate? Well, you know, the question was posed, and of course we wanted to hear from our listeners as to what was on their iftar plate yesterday as they broke their fast and how the first fast really went. And the, really, the reason I felt that this was a topic worth discussing, discussing was that many people feel that physically the first day is straining. It's like you're on a coffee ban. Uh, you can't have the meal that you're accustomed to having at the same time. You can't drink. Uh, you can't um, do what you've been accustomed to doing the day before. So it's really tough the first day. And there's no doubt about it. But what happens is many times in the Muslim community, uh, we uh, we make up for the hours that we miss food by having a feast at the end. And that's why I wanted to ask people, what was on your plate? For me, it was a salad wrap. Um, it was watermelon. And it was water. And yes, sure, cane juice. So the reason I kept it the way I did was because I wanted to make sure that my diet stays the same this month and hopefully after. My morning meal is oatmeal, banana, date, and water. And when I break the fast, it's going to be, inshallah, something very simple. I have made a commitment to abstain from fried food, um, from uh, fatty foods. And not because I want to be health conscious, but because, you know, Carl, when you feast after a fast, the meaning of the fast is lost. You know, we say that this is a month of sympathy for the poor and the destitute and the weak and those who don't have food, but they never get a wholesome meal ever, right? Even if you send them grains and rice and whatever else, it's the same thing for 30 days, 60 days, as long as you fund that. So I did a class here before Ramadan began at the mosque, and I told people the purpose of fasting wasn't about the feasting, so we had to get rid of the feasting. You're basically in the ICU unit, and... Um, Inshallah, that kosher jello cup and um, the simple food that they give you is all you're going to live off of. And that's how you have to treat fast. Because missing one meal and having a breakfast earlier than usual will not make you sympathetic or uh, change your ways. I'm sorry to say that. And it's not supposed to be about that anyways. But for those who feel Ramadan's about 
losing food so that you could be more thoughtful towards the less fortunate. That's also a good thing, but that's not the purpose of fast. But if you want that to be a purpose, you can't feast until 30 days are over. That doesn't mean you have to fast continuously. It means you break your fast with something very simple that can keep you moving till you have your next meal, which is the pre-dawn meal. Uh, and then the next meal when you break your fast. So for me, it was simple, Carl. I want to know from your side, um, what's the talk in your neck of the woods? How was, how was the breaking of the fast? Or what's the culture of breaking the fast in your side? Before, I, and before you answer that, when I came to the mosque yesterday, there was like 70 brothers here breaking their fast. There was fruits, there was salad, there was um, there were some fried condiment, uh, what do you call those, appetizers that uh, are accustomed to the Indopak region. They came to my office, they told me, please take this. I said, no. One brother got really offended. He said, I'm leaving this on your desk. I took it and I put it back outside because I'm not going to eat this stuff, you know. To me, Ramadan isn't a luxury. And I think it's imperative that we remove the luxury aspect of it from the blessed month. So that's what happened here. How are things on your side? Uh, things on this side are normal as, as I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say normal as you would expect for the smart start of Ramadan. Uh, before I get too far in, I do want to say assalamu alaikum to our super fan, Sister Layla. Uh, she said, wa alaikum salam, rahmatullah wa barakatuh, Ramadan Mubarak. Yes, uh, Sister Layla, you are correct that uh, we are having some upload issues. I don't know what quite what the problem is. But um, just uh, this will be edited and uploaded later and it'll be cleaner. So all the choppiness will be gone because there's a clean recording taking place in the background. Uh, So for me, Ramadan is always a um, it's a slow roll. So you get up and it's like, oh, yeah, we have to fast today. Oh yeah, we can't have coffee this morning. Oh yeah, because it's almost like you know, and and Subhanallah, there's a reason that that the Prophet peace be upon him used to fast on Mondays and Wednesdays. It's so when Ramadan came, he wasn't surprised. It wasn't taken back. What I have to fast for thirty days? When did that happen? And and I mean, it, honestly, I feel like that's like a lot of Muslims that I know. What it's Ramadan again? <laughs> and so that really is 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 in in my house and in my social circles it's always a slow roll and it's always a slow build up just to get started and get going and you know once you get there it's good and once you're rolling you're rolling but you know that 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 slow roll does 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 happen it is a thing but um as far as the actual what's on our iftar plate um for us it's it's <laughs> i hate to say this but in my 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 strive because i mean we've talked about it before i have some medical issues i don't get the fast as much as i would like or as often as i would like but you know because my wife does fast and fast regularly mashallah uh our 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 dinner is whatever she's feeling that night because i want to make sure that the fasting person gets the food and because i can't fast as often and as regular as i would like it helps me with some of the Ramadan blessings. So there you go. 
That's perfect. That's perfect. And again, Salaikum Sister Laila. Thank you so much for joining us again from um, the good state of New Jersey. And we thank you all for your time tonight. New Jersey. We are going to be uh, keeping it short tonight. But my question is, Carl, true or false? In this month, we eat more than usual. True or false? True. Number two, we have cultural foods that we don't eat throughout the year. We actually make them and consume them this and this time of the year. True or false? True. And lastly, let's get let's get tic tac toe here. Let's get three in a row here. We waste more than any other time, and we actually end up gaining more weight than any other month. True. Do I get a sticker? I'll send you one right now. <laughs> I'm looking for one in my drawer. But the question is, you know what? Then what is Ramadan? Like, why are we doing this food thing so much? I, I'm starting to feel what I assume the next generation feels when it comes to the burden of Ramadan. Imagine being a teenager growing up in a house where mom is constantly nagging, hey, get this thing done, go buy that, get this done, because people are coming over and we have to feed them. It's like we eat macaroni cheese throughout the week and now we're going to make this whole 10-course meal for people just because it's Ramadan and we're all fasting and then we have to go pray and we have to also clean up and it's also finals going on. Like, I don't want this and I don't blame them. I really don't blame them because it's becoming a cultural burden. The Prophet said, This religion of Islam is easy. It's simple. Don't make it hard. Because if you make it hard, it becomes overbearing. You can't, you can't control it. So all I'm asking for the people by having that topic tonight, what, how was your first fast and what was your first meal? Like, so what was on the table we discussed, but um, to talk about how the fast went, I could say for myself, Carl, I needed this. I really needed it because I promise you this first day, it was so amazing of spiritual discipline and, uh, it was, um, it was the call that I was waiting for. It's like, you know, you're going to fast those Monday and Thursdays and stuff, and sometimes it works out. Like, I can't fast on Thursdays because I have my class here, and then since I have my classes, I can't go home and eat, so I have to kind of starve for a longer period of time where I can't do that. Mondays, unfortunately, always end up something or the other, like, yes, no, no, yes, it doesn't happen. Some odd here and there, if I'm lucky, I'll do it. But this was, this was a blessing, and I, I hope it was for everyone that the first day of hunger and the first day of uh, missing a meal the first day of watching, engaging your actions and your words more carefully, scrutinizing it uh, more diligently. I think this was needed. I, I really think it was. So, um, you know, my, my call out to the Muslims in this blessed month, we still have 28 days or so. This was day two. Focus. Do the best you can. Dive into Ramadan. Don't stand looking. It's like a person who's scared of the cold water. But I promise you, when you dive in a swimming pool, it may be a bit cooler than you anticipated it to be. But once you're in it, your body kind of adjusts to it. And the sign of its adjustment is the second you walk out of the pool, you want to go back into the pool. Right? Because your body acclimated with that temperature. Initially, it was touching your toes. Oh, no, no, it's too cold. Or putting your feet inside. No, no, it's too cold. You can just stand there and look. But the time is going. People are enjoying themselves. You just need to dive into it. Yes, you got that initial shock. Oh, it felt cold, but then you feel so relaxed. 
So we need to dive into the pool of Ramadan. Number two, we need to keep it simple. I tell people, if you don't want to do good deeds in this month, don't do any sins. If you can't stay awake all night doing good, just go to sleep and don't do bad. And if you can't cook a whole meal, eat toast and butter or cheese, keep it simple. Ramadan isn't about the luxury of the meal. It's about the feeling in the heart that you develop. The Sahaba once asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, about the fast because he gave the virtue that anyone who feeds a fasting person gets the reward equivalent to the fasting person without any diminish and decrease from their reward. So I'm like, man, I want to do it too. But if you ask me, Carl, in the culture right now, I can't afford to. I remember in Florida, a tray of food that would feed like 25, 30 people used to go for like 60, 70 bucks, depending on, of course, what it was. Now that same tray is going for 180. And if I want to feed like 100 people, I need at least three different meals, like three different types of food and stuff. It breaks the bank for me. I can't afford it, unfortunately. So I understand where the Sahaba came from. Uh, we said, Oh, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. All of us cannot uh, feed a fasting person. Or, or quench their thirst. So the Prophet ﷺ responded, Allah will give this reward to whoever feeds a fasting person with a sip of yogurt, a date, or a sip of water. Keep it simple. So if you want to invite people to your house, fine, but it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be luxurious. And it shouldn't be wasteful. Uh, when I talk about waste, it doesn't just mean food. But all these styrofoam plates and styrofoam cups and plastic cups, don't ruin the environment. Get dishes that you can wash and keep, but keep it simple. Ten people, ten dishes, five extra more minutes of washing. Save the world. Save our environment. Save ourselves from food wastage. And if you do cook because you're adamant after listening to this that you're going to cook because it's a prestige issue, go ahead and do it. But if the food that's left over, eat it the next morning and keep on eating until it's done. And if you can't, take it down to the food bank or take it to someone who doesn't have food and feed it to them. Or invite your neighbors over the same night and feed them also. So that's my advice tonight. We've started a new month. It's called the month of Ramadan. It's the ninth month in the Islamic calendar. It holds great virtues and blessings because it's the month in which the Quran was revealed. Its significance isn't fasting. Its significance is the Quran. Fasting only is the cherry on the cake. The cake is fasting. So, sorry, the cake is the Quran. The cherry is fasting. So spend your days and nights contemplating, reading, listening, praying, and seeking forgiveness from your Lord and closeness to Him. For our non-Muslim friends, yes, you can continue eating in front of the Muslims, but don't kind of rub it in when you do so at workplace. Like, don't go like, oh, man, that's a amazing sandwich. Like, you don't have to rub it in. Just eat your sandwich. You know, we're not going to be offended by you eating in front of us. It's your life. You have to eat. It's lunchtime. We totally understand. But um, your support by acknowledging that we're fasting and acknowledging that we abstain from certain things because it's our religious duty means more than anything else. Basically, it's priceless. So back to you, Carl. So I think I would add um, along the same lines, not only do you need to, to you know, be nice when you're eating in front of your Muslim coworkers, but at the same time also um, be mindful of what you're eating. Because I know for my office, and this was, you know, it was a couple weeks ago, I guess, two weeks ago, 
somebody brought in, uh, I don't know if it was McDonald's or, or, or Chipotle or something, and the smell just wafted through the room. And it was like, wow, that smells really good. And then you think about it, and you're like, wow, Ramadan starts in a couple of weeks. I really hope you're not going to keep eating that, because that would be very terrible. <laughs> So if you're going to eat something that not only tastes good but smells good, maybe, you know, go down the hall, go to go to the lunchroom, go outside, you know, just just be mindful of eating and, you know, just just be mindful of that. Um yeah, so that's what I think and uh I, and you're right, you know, uh uh I'm I'm guilty of this. I mean, it's it's it we do waste food and we probably waste more food than than what we should. And I know I'm part, I'm one of those people that goes to these, these iftars and, you know, there's all, there's this huge spread and all kinds of food and just everything. So I, I, I know I'm guilty of that. I know even on non-Ramadan nights, I know I don't eat my leftovers like I should. And I don't, I, you know, and I feel bad about it. So that's, you're right. Eat your leftovers. And if you're not going to eat them, Share them with somebody who's in need or share them with your neighbors or something. I don't know. But, I mean, it's a really good idea, and I really like that, and I, I encourage that. So uh, I think with that, uh, we're at the 20-minute mark. I will pass it back to you for closing thoughts. Well, thank you so much, Carl. And, yes, um, reflection, right? Reflection, discussion, rectification, change. You can't change something until you question it. And that's what we do here at Raw Islam. We question the status quo. We talk about what we think is right and why, based on the tenets and, uh, and the teachings of Islam. And we put together a, a, a solution, which is start talking about it. That's our solution. If you guys start talking about these things and they become actions, when those actions become, when those words become actions, and those actions become the change that we need to see in our world. So, Happy Ramadan to all of you. We end this program tonight with a prayer for those uh, in Denver, Colorado, uh, where there's been a shooting at a school. Eight students are injured. Uh, so far, no fatalities. But again, the world that we live in, pray in this month of Ramadan for all people, for all people to live a life of goodness, a wholesome life, a life fear, uh, uh, free of fear, free of disease, free of war, free of pain, and free of poverty. Every human being deserves that, and it's every human being's responsibility to ensure just that. So thank you for to all of you for listening tonight. Thank you to all of you who upload and listen, and Carl will go through that right now. But Ramadan Mubarak to all of you for myself, and Carl, closing words. Thank you, Imam Azhar, for that lovely transition, and amin to your prayer. May Allah uh, grant shifa to all of those in Colorado and to all of those around the world that are in need, not only uh, physically but emotionally as well as these these can be trying times. I know I saw a couple of threads on Twitter over the weekend about people that have... Uh, uh, um, 
you know, well, it is Mental Health Awareness Month, and and you know, some people that have some mental health issues, and they were concerned about fasting and concerned about having to change their meds and concerned about that kind of stuff. And I think my 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 thought was just simply, Islam is supposed to be easy; it's not supposed to be hard. And if you're putting yourself and your own health at risk, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the end of it. So, uh, yes, may Allah grant all of those in need shifa emotionally and physically. And uh, thank you to everybody who tuned in tonight. Uh, Sister Layla, there will be a cleaner version of this, as I said, and uh, I can tweet you that link uh, in a day or two. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, if you head over to vennetwork.org, B-E-N-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K.org, you can find this show and other shows uh, on the network that are there that you can enjoy, and you can find our Patreon link to help support the networks, help support the hosts. Uh, we're in transition right now, so unfortunately, I'm going to tell you, you can't get any Venn Network swag, but hopefully we'll get that situated uh, soon, and so we will have some Venn Network swag out there. But with that being said, if you know a graphic designer or you are a graphic designer, make sure you send them one of the links to our tweets in our Twitter feed. That uh, we're gonna we're, whole, we're we have a contest we have a contest running and we're accepting designs for T-shirts, and we're gonna set up a voting and the. Top voted design will get $200, and it's going to be for some Venn Network swag. We have some good ideas for some cartoons and things like that. So we'd really like to see all that stuff bought to, brought to life, and you can earn yourself some money. So if you know a graphic designer, make sure you send them our way and uh, they, they see our, our, our tweet. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, I thank everybody that tuned in. I will thank everybody that has listened and will download on iTunes, Google Play, and uh, Stitcher and all the other cool places that we are in the future. And I will thank Imam Azhar for taking time to join us this evening. And until next week, we will say, As-salamu alaykum. This has been a production of the Venn Network.